This presentation is from UX Australia 2016, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Hi, uh, I'm Kayla. You may have seen me earlier today talking from Seek, and now I'm not talking about Seek. Seek is not doing this. You will understand why I say that soon. Uh, in my spare time, I do a PhD in what I like to call insertable devices. What the hell is that? This is the reaction I get. <laughs> An insertable device is something voluntary, non-permanent, um, that is contained within the boundaries of the human body, in, through, or underneath the skin. It's uh, characterised by agency choice and therefore non-medical purposes. So if I chucked some sensors on my piercings, this would all of a sudden be a smart piercing or an insertable device. It's going through my skin. And so kind of, I came up with this in Melbourne two years ago, cold, glove tan, Mikey in my glove. And I touched off and I went, oh, that's pretty cool. It's a really natural user interaction. I, I reckon this is going to happen. I reckon this is the future. And we're already seeing this trajectory. So implanted medical devices put in the body for restorative purposes all started out as luggables. This is the first pacemaker bought to the patient. Then we had some technological advancements and it kind of got small enough to wear on your belt, um, the battery pack. And then finally it became fully inserted into the human body, including the battery. It's pretty routine surgery nowadays. And we've seen this uh, trajectory in many health devices. Vision and hearing aids uh, begin to blur the line between implantable medical device and insertable as they can be a choice. You can choose to wear glasses or insert a contact lens. Luggable, wearable, uh, insertable. Uh, Tony Stark didn't want to have to carry around this big battery for the rest of his life, so he designed the, uh, the arc. And we've seen it in animals, wearable, insertable. Uh, and human, uh, animal experimentation often leads to human experimentation. So what, what do people put in their bodies? Well, women have been putting stuff in their bodies for a while. Um, we have insertable forms of non-life-threatening health and well-being products. We have a plethora of choices of what we want. What is it today? Wearable, swallowable, injectable, or insertable? We also have this choice. I love to make all oh, the men feel really awkward. Um, no one's going to put stuff in their bodies. I'm like, well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Menstrual aids, wearable or insertable, choose whichever you're more comfortable with. And incontinence aids, women don't have to wear diapers anymore, men. No, I bet you're jealous. We have an insertable counterpart. Now, these are insertable objects, not devices, but they are becoming devices. Microchips is an RFID contraceptive being worked on at MIT uh, with seed funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to be able to turn on and off your contraception instead of having to get something in and out. Loon Cup is an Internet of Things smart menstrual cup. Successfully kickstarted, so obviously some kind of market there, and also proving that Bluetooth can go through the walls of the uterus or vagina uh, into the phone. And Baby Pod, insertable speakers to play music for your unborn fetus. <laughs> Real product. I feel like I should. No, right. It's not all vaginas. Internet of Things Smart Rectal Monitor. <laughs> Why does it have a cable? <laughs> anyway. So, 
my research looks at what else the people are inserting. And what they're inserting is RFID and NFC microchips, magnets for sensorial sensation, and some really huge, we'll discuss do I have no photos, but if you want to see, I have them. Massive deck of cards devices, because they're guinea pigs on themselves. The rest of the talk is going to be about microchips. So they're quite small, about the size of a grain of rice. Uh, they're inserted using a large gauge syringe, like those used in PET microchips or a body piercing. And once they're in, uh, inserted, they're invisible. Uh, here's a tiny scar, but that's not where it went in. Where the circle is is where it went in. And generally, the position is selected with form following function. The standard position is in the webbing of the hand. It's away from vital tissues. There's not a lot there. It's pretty squishy and protected. Um, and it affords a pretty easy and natural interaction with sensors and phones. So let's talk about the UX and delight of this. What's delightful about getting a needle? Well, it's five seconds of pain. And then you don't have to do your three-tap check when you leave your house. Phone, wallet, keys, have I got it? Going to leave this room. Phone, wallet, keys, have I got it? And uh, I can tell you that for women, I'm wearing this belt because I don't have pockets. And if I have to put my um, microphone, which I'm holding, but the wearable microphone, I don't have anywhere to put it. I don't have anywhere to put my keys. I don't have anywhere to put my phones. So some participants are cutting this out. All right, show of hands. Have you ever forgotten your work pass? All the time. <laughs> forgotten your Mikey? Yeah, well, or Oyster or whatever, wherever you're from. Um, so that's what, you know, nine bucks to get a new Mikey plus put money on it. Annoying. Credit card. What'd you do? Wash dishes? Like, that's hard to, oh, my God, I don't have my credit card. What do I do? Locked your keys inside your car. I did this the other day and my partner got it out with a coat hanger. And I was like, what? we need to talk about that. <laughs> Where did you learn this? Got unlocked out of your house. In a 90. No, just me? Okay. Um, you get the Susan Myers effect, right? Getting locked out sucks. It's really stressful. And it's even worse when you've, you've stepped outside for some reason, the door's blown shut, you're in a 90, there's something on the stove, the baby's inside. You're like, oh, my God, how do I get in? You call the locksmith, you pay 200 bucks. Um, you try and climb in through the cat flap, you try and open a window. Well, what our participants are doing... And what I do, I have one of these, is I have an NFC uh, door lock, so I can just walk up and open my door. I can never get locked out. It's amazing. And, yeah, so it seems like such a small thing. Yeah, you can open your door. That's not very amazing. But I never have to have that stress anymore. And I'm, once again, no more luggables, no more wearables, and insertable. As one participant put it, I was super-duper thankful I went through a small piece of pain for the guarantee that I would have my key with me as long as I have my hand, which, for the record, I've never, ever forgotten. It only takes one or two times of making a BS trip that's already too long and having to drive the whole way back home or deal with it for the day to make you realise, please, a small pinch and this is so forever? Yeah, give me the pinch. Basically, an NFC chip can do anything you program it to. People are using it to um, launch mundane tasks. With an NFC-compliant phone like Facebook or Pokemon Go, there is one guy doing that, and this gentleman is about to share a contact detail. It's a little bit slow because he's explaining it and saying, what do you want to save it to? No more business cards. 
Uh, basically, you can do any if this, then that kind of command. So once I scan this, text my wife on the, on the way home, send an email, share my contact detail, whatever. It offers a seamless and automatic way to launch applications without having to stop and interact with the device other than having to run your hand across it. For example, one participant set up the coordinates of his lab and said, it made everything easier. I didn't have to type things or interact with the interface. I just scanned and I was on my way. Users of insertables no longer want to be bothered with wearables. They're frustrating. They give them rashes or they irritate them. They forget them. They don't charge them. They didn't want to manage them. One participant put it, you try and minimise the amount of things you worry about in a day. This is the Tamagotchi effect. I don't want to deal with it. It is true, however, that not all users will be satisfied with inserting devices into their bodies. Gluing RFID tags onto the nails is far less controversial. Uh, just wearable and insertable devices can coexist alongside one another, with users being able to choose whichever they are comfortable with and whichever meets their needs. Now, there are no questions in a short talk, but I already know what you're going to ask me. Does it hurt? No. Can the government track me? No, they cannot. Sci-fi keeps telling everyone, like um, Adam was saying, oh, my God, the government's tracking you with these microchips and how and everything's evil. No, no, not how they work. Do I have one? Yes. Can you feel it? Um, not really. May you feel it? Maybe I make that judgment on a case-by-case -case basis. <laughs> so um, tweet me if you have one, if you want one, if you'd use it. I'm really interested to know. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.